Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, spirituality, anything in that realm. Today, we're talking about the Seeker's Bill of Rights. If you are American, this is voting week, and hopefully you have casted your mail-in ballot, early voted, or are voting in person. Um, We want to let you guys know that everything will be okay no matter what happens. And if you are feeling anxiety, we have Reiki, free Reiki, on our YouTube channel for that to help you relax during these trying times. Um, so, uh, I guess, where can they find find us at? Okay, so you can follow us on the platform you're listening to us on, or like, subscribe, whatever you're listening to us on. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Pinterest, at Ed Arlene. And, like you said earlier, we post Raking Peace videos to our YouTube channel almost every single day. We have playlists for anxiety and anything you might be going through. And you can just play that in the background and get the juice. Yeah. And we also send free Reiki out to everybody signed up to our email list on our website, edarlene.com. You can do that too. And then at the end of every podcast episode, we have Reiki. You can skip ahead if you want. We hope you don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So t- Oh, I didn't mention Patreon. <laughs> you can be a patron. Yeah, we have a Patreon. We post Reiki exclusive. I mean, we post podcast exclusives. Only on Patreon. If you would like to go support us on there, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's it. And then, um, you know, we have our holiday candles out. So um, we still have our fall candles up. I know it's like early November. It might be late October when this is posted, early November. Um, We're going to keep our our fall candles up. Some of them, like the pumpkin one, but we do have our holiday scents up. And they're really awesome. So anyways, the Seeker's Bill of Rights was designed to help seekers like you and me all of us <laughs> everybody listening we're all seekers and it was designed to help you just decipher like because inf- there's so much information and whenever you get on a spiritual path it's like sometimes you're like oh i want to do everything or sometimes you've hit rock rock bottom and it's easy to get like um taken advantage of in certain instances or taken in information that might not be for your highest good and you know all kinds of stuff comes with that and so um it was written to help people kind of find clarity and direction while they were on their path. Uh, We do have an ad before we get into it, so we're gonna play that and then we'll get into the Bill of Rights. All right, we're back. Okay, so the Seeker's Bill of Rights was written by Charles Mars, and he was a Texas local council covenant of the goddess member, and he was also um, a national covenant of the goddess board member. Just a little bit about him. And I'm just going to read this from the covenant of the goddesses, like, official, like, Seeker's Bill of Rights page. And it says that Seeker's on the path are in an extremely vulnerable position. In their quest for fellowship and teaching, they risk encountering those who use faith to prey on others. To empower the seekers of our community, a seeker's bill of rights has been drafted. This tool will help to alert seekers of a problem if a group or teacher violates any of the 10 rights described. It will also serve to remind seekers that while they do not have degrees, they are still human beings with rights and dignity. And I love that. Yeah, isn't that awesome? (laughs) Everything about that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Because sometimes when you're on this path, you can feel extremely lost mm-hmm. or desperate. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people get on the spiritual path because they are on those, you know, I'm on my knees begging for help yeah. moments. And then, 
you don't know where to head and where to go. And this is a fantastic outline of it all. Another thing I think is cool, too, is that everybody's going to be, like, in a different place learning and um, how it says that you're still human beings with, like, rights and dignity. Like, just because you might not know as much as, like, somebody else on whatever topic you're learning doesn't mean that you're not as valuable and that your spirituality isn't as important or X, Y, and Z. And then also there are a lot of people who are solo practitioners and who do things on their own. And just because they don't have like a specific lineage or like this says like a degree doesn't necessarily or doesn't mean that your spiritual growth isn't important or that you're on the wrong like track because you decided to to learn it yourself it doesn't devalue yeah. your path mm-hmm. and like we always say we're we are students of the universe we're in spirit yeah. college we are major seekers yeah you know we have our, our backgrounds in reiki but we also fall under the umbrella of eclectic wiccan mm-hmm. we have been studying that for a while and um when you are on the wiccan um or witchcraft path you can be a solitary witch and you don't necessarily have to join any type of group or coven and it doesn't devalue that so okay all right so the first um one is the right to verify credentials seekers shall not be obstructed from substantiating claims made by a teacher or group in the case of elders there were inspired to create a new tradition the seeker has the right to know the circumstances surrounding the inception of the tradition so um this is really cool and i like that's the first one because if you are learning you have the right to ask or to investigate where your teachers are getting their information what their say lineage is um and now in regards to the part where it says if they're making a new tradition often okay so we'll start from the beginning. So we're gonna do an episode about the history of like the model like neo-paganism modern like witchcraft and a lot of like new it all falls on the umbrella you might, you might be listening to this now and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a neo-pagan. But after you hear that episode, you're probably going to be like, uh, I see. Just stand corrected. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, whatever. But um, anyways, a lot of the newer stuff, it's like a resurgence of old ancient traditions that um, it, it will fall under like reconstructionism, I believe it's called. And so people are taking those old traditions and they are kind of modifying them sometimes to fit a more um, modern lens or also incorporating their personal beliefs with them. So things that they might have grown up connected with. So like if you grew up in a very like Christian household, you might want to incorporate those belief systems into your um, whatever practice that you have. So that could be like, you could do Reiki and call in the angels might be an example of that. Or you could be, there are Christian witches out there. So they're, so like they get modified, these traditions. And if you are curious about why, say a teacher might be modifying a tradition, you can ask them. And so basically if, if your teacher or wherever you're getting, like whatever it is, like a tarot reader or somebody who claims to be a, um, like a channeler or something like that, if they're not open, that could be a violation of that rule. Oh, um, 100%, yeah. man. 100%. It's like one thing, like if you're on social media a lot and like on Twitter and stuff, you see people who will post channel messages constantly, mm-hmm. but they never source it or yeah. they will just generally blanket it under spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always like a huge red flag to me. Yeah. For where I'm at on my journey. Um, 
because you don't know what energies are coming through. Where are they getting, where are they getting it from? Is it actually a true channeling or is it someone's opinion? Uh-huh. Is it actually spirit channeling through or is it another energy? Mm-hmm. So it's your right to question it or not consume it or mm-hmm. to um, Nick's booking a reading or something like that if, you it, doesn't if, you right. if it doesn't feel right. So trust your gut, man. Um, and often like a good compass for that is if you're getting a message and it's making you feel really shitty, it is not for you. So guidance is all always going to come through and people might disagree, which is fine, but it, you might hear hard things, but it's never going to make you feel disempowered or hopeless or sad or make you feel like crap. If it's, you know, your, your guides, your angels and stuff like that are coming through and they're, they're doing it in a way to help uplift you, not make you feel hopeless. It's a loving energy. It's a loving energy. So if you're getting a message that is making you feel really weird or uncomfortable, whether it be on social media or from a, a reader or whatever, that might not be for you. And that's perfectly fine. So you have control of your spirituality, period. No one else has that power. And that's something that you have to be aware of as you're a seeker, especially whenever we can come from a society that is very disempowering, where we might not feel we have control. You actually do, and you do have control in your um, the knowledge you consume and your spiritual growth, your spiritual path. And if something just isn't working, that's completely fine. You can switch switch teachers, switch you know avenues. That's the whole point in being a seeker is to learn as much as you can and take what resonates and leave what doesn't. And, um, so that's that. And another thing with that too, sometimes like, um, you might encounter somebody who doesn't give you, want to give you like, say their teacher's name, but if they're giving you the other backing, I wouldn't shy away with that. They might just want to have their, their teacher just might be more private. Yeah. They might might want to keep some anonymity. You don't have to like, like if they're not like, Oh, Bob so-and-so is my teacher, but you know, if they don't say that, but they give you like, oh, I do have my lineage. I can connect my lineage to this. And this is where the coven or I don't know if or, they give you more information that's like legit. They just don't want to like give you their exact teacher's name. Um, I wouldn't necessarily shy away from that. No, like you said, but I always I always um, look at how long someone's been studying something. That too. Yeah. Um, like the time frame of things. Like how long have you been studying it? Mm hmm. I mean, that's it. How long have you been actually studying whatever you are um, claiming to be a master of or um, the only source to? Mm -hmm. How long have you been studying it? Would you go to a college that just started and have your professor be a just graduated three months ago? Who's never been in the field. Who's never had any practical work experience? Um, That's just a good rule of thumb. It's like, how long have you actually been studying it? Where is this information coming from? How long have you been studying Mm-hmm. It doesn't discredit. Like, I don't want to offend anybody. Do not want to discredit someone's path you're on. You know, we do yeah. have people who can get into something and mass. You know, Are really, really awesome at it. Really excel at it, and it unlocks these keys in mm-hmm. their coding that unlocks all this old wisdom that comes through, and they're able to master mm-hmm. something really quickly. There's not. That's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's some people who are like that. But yeah, like you said, but like if there is something to somebody who has been an avid studier. And that doesn't mean that you like, okay, so you could have just gotten into something and you're like really intense, and you're really good at it. Um, you can still talk about it and stuff like that. We're just talking about like the claims people are making. Like if somebody's going, I am the master, I need to know more growth. I need no more growth. This is it. It's, I know everything. Then that's probably like not. <laughs> it's like tarot readers. Yeah. I'm going to go with the reader who has been reading for 20 years mm-hmm. to teach me how to read it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the person that's only been reading tarot for three months. Yeah. 
that's not, I'm not going to, that's not who I'm going to go to to get my lessons. I'm going to go to Paranormal Karen. I'm going to go to Karen. She teaches it. She teaches it. She's been doing it for like 20 years, She's been doing it for a long time. I'm going to go to to her because she has done it for so long. Or Mm -hmm. Thomas Moodygal, who has done tarot for ever he could teach anything he teach anything he's 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 one hell of a person yeah you know i that's who i would go to i'm not gonna go this is my you know this is me my personal opinion Mm -hmm. i'm i'm an adult i'm a grown-up i'm a grown-up like it pays to have some sort of credentials to shit yeah but again you are the compass and you are in charge of your spirituality and the whole point is that you should feel empowered and know where you want to get your lessons from and know who you're called to get that from and what resonates and what resonates exactly i'm coming from my perspective like you might feel more comfortable going to like if you're a young younger Mm -hmm. like you're a 20 year old you might feel comfortable going to someone who's 22 to get just got into it yeah just got into it and learning together which is like something people do which is beautiful yeah you have to choose whatever resonates um so the second one is the right to anonymity seekers have the right to keep their involvement in the occult a secret to preserve their personal professional lives Um, So this is in regards to keeping your belief systems private. You don't have to broadcast to the world that you are learning astrology or that you are a witch or that you are getting ready to do a yoga training course or anything like that. Like if you don't feel comfortable talking about your spiritual path, you don't have to talk about it to people and you don't have to feel pressured or guilted just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean that you have to tell people that you are interested in learning oracle cards or tarot or anything like that that's what it's talking about so especially like social media and stuff like that you might see other people who are into what you're doing and they're just broadcasting it and you might feel like oh i have to talk about this another um a good modern example would be the concept of like say light warrior all right light warriors let's get out here and get vocal like you might identify as like a light worker and stuff like that but just because you're having some people say like oh we need to get out here and fight the system with our whatever metaphysical stuff doesn't mean that you have to do it in their way um it doesn't it doesn't mean any of that it means that you can be private and work your spiritual path out on your own I love it too, mm-hmm. especially when this was probably written. Yeah. It probably what like the time wasn't as it is now. Like I mm-hmm. love that now we can say openly that we're witches or that we're energy healers or light warrior. Like mm-hmm. you can openly say you that can say it, yeah. without it affecting your star seed. Yeah, you that. can openly say it without it necessarily affecting your career. Um, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like that shows you that things are moving forward, yeah. guys. It really does. Yeah. Like no matter what might be happening right now, that's proof that it is happening. Yeah, but if you don't feel comfortable talking about that stuff, you don't have to talk about it. Keep that anonymity. Yeah, you don't have to, and you don't have to, um, you can hold off while you're learning, and then there's no rules, you know, right or wrong way to do that. And um, the only time you're concerned about people hiding it is if you're trying to learn and they don't want to tell you where they got their information from, or they're very like ambiguous. So like, um, you know, I take pride in knowing that I can trace my Reiki lineage, and um, that's something that I like, you know, or, or, uh, I can tell you like, oh yeah, these are the books I like to read, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's, I think it's important. It's important to be able to source where your information's coming from. Mm. So we, we've been making it more of an effort, especially recently to, um, let you guys know what we were reading or where we got this from, because Mm. it is important. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of different ways that you learn stuff too. So it might not always be books, but, uh, the next one is the right to financial stability. Seekers shall not be required or coerced to take on financial burdens on behalf of a teacher or a group. Um, now, this is uh, the idea of 
people being taken advantage of financially when it comes to the spirit stuff. And this can be in the form of somebody saying you have a curse on you and they want $400 to remove it. I actually encountered, I had this thing, oh gosh, it was so long ago, but this lady's like, I feel called to tell you this and da 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 da. And she's telling me how beautiful all my stuff is. And then she's like, but I see there's some weird, you know, juju here and I can remove that. And she wanted to charge me to remove whatever this weird energy stuff was. And I call major bullshit on that 100 because it felt wrong. The wrong one. Yeah. And I was just <laughs> like, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for the uh, heads up. I'm going to go work that out on my own. But there was nothing wrong. Side note, you know, just because somebody says there's something going on doesn't mean there is. <laughs> it's like, you no, know. No, it does not necessarily mean there's anything going on. Yeah, you know, you know. But, um, you know, this is like, like the idea of it could be anything like, you know, you hear about those stories of those like cults or the guru things where people would have to sacrifice all of their like, you know, material possessions to have the spiritual enlightenment. It can go into... You know, it can cover the board on a lot of things. You just shouldn't feel like you're putting yourself out um, financially or that you're going to, like, lose everything. And the only way for you to have spiritual enlightenment is to lose everything because that's not true. Okay. Okay, so the next one is the right to compensation for professional goods and services. Seekers have the right to be paid for goods produced and or skills labor from which they would normally receive an income. Seekers shall not be required or coerced to provide freebies or discounts on behalf of a teacher or group. So this is talking about, like, let's say you're learning tarot. Do not let anybody make you feel like you have to do readings for free. Do them because you want to do them for free because you're learning. Don't let anybody coerce you into it. Like, oh, you're new. I should have to pay for this. Yeah, don't. That's not a customer for you. You know what I mean? And it goes like that with any kind of spiritual thing, astrology, anything you're learning. Um, you, you have a right to get charge paid. and get paid for it however you see fit. Yeah. We know we said in the past in this podcast like we believe that things should be accessible to people. That does not necessarily mean free. Yeah. It's whatever you feel called to. Like you mm-hmm. said, like if you feel like giving a, a reading away for free, cool. Yeah. But you should not have to feel obligated to do that all the time. Exactly. So it's all personal. It's what, you know, you think is ethical. It's what you feel called to do. There's always a reason for everything. So an example is like there's a Reiki teacher named Takata who would charge $10,000 to teach people Reiki. And, you know, it was done because it needed to add value to it so people would appreciate it at the time in that time period and um you know because breaky wasn't what it is today so there's always like a reason for certain things and um do what you feel called to do um the next one is the right to sexual freedom seekers shall not be required or coerced to have sexual relations with unwanted persons nor shall seekers be restricted from sexual relations with consenting adults so this is people telling you that you um, cannot have sex because it's not going to lead you to a path of spirituality or people telling you that you need to have sex with them so you can go on a path of spirituality. Anything that's messing with your sex life is probably uh, something you need to avoid. <laughs> I feel like this also can fall under that cult, the cult-like practices. Oh, yeah, the cult, yeah. I mean, everybody, you looked at the stuff from like the 60s, all those random cults that popped up. Yeah. Um, I think that that's something or the leader of your covenant might require that you 
give favors. We're gonna do sex magic, guys. So we're gonna have this big orgy. So we're gonna hit it. it. Um, but but it goes the other way around too. Like you have to practice abstinence in order for you to have enlightenment, and that should be done because you feel called to, not because someone told you to. Somebody told you to. Then the next one is the rights of physical well-being. Seeker shall not be required or coerced to submit to any form of physical injury. Um, that's pretty much what it is. You don't have to hurt yourself on a path to spiritual enlightenment. Um, this probably falls into like that, you know, starvation, um, physical things, physical uh, pain or anything. Yeah. Anything that's going to harm your well-being. Next one is the right to abide by the law. Seeker shall not be required or coerced to commit any illegal acts. So anything that would be breaking the law in the name of enlightenment is not for you. That's pretty straightforward. Um, the right to consistency. Seekers have the right to expect consistent policies from a teacher or group. Seekers should be formally informed in a timely manner if any policy changes. Um, there's, there's that. And then the right to separation with impunity. Seekers have the right to discontinue association with any teacher or group without fear of harassment or reprisal. Sometimes people might be afraid that if they leave like a coven, that the coven's gonna curse them. Um, or just an organization in general. An organization that they're gonna be damned to hell, or that they're. Um, I'm trying to think of any other. There's gonna be repercussions. Of yeah, there's some sort of repercussion, or they're not gonna be on the right path anymore if they leave. If you're not called to something anymore and something doesn't resonate, you do not have to stay in that practice. Um, the next one is the right to be at peace with one's conscious. Seekers shall not be required or coerced to commit any action contrary to their own sense of ethics and morality. And that's what it is. I agree with that 100%. If it doesn't feel right, then it's not right for you. Period. That's it. Um, that's pretty much what this whole thing is. If it's if it's doesn't feel right, it doesn't resonate, it is causing some sort of low vibration in you, in general, just don't do it anymore. It's a, you're a seeker. Find something else to get into, and um, there's always going to be something cool and fun to learn in the spirit community. There's so many different practices globally, <laughs> like so many different paths people can take. Um, there's definitely going to be something that is uh, fun. And yeah, so keep on listening for Reiki. That's it. That's all we have for the Seekers Bill of Rights. And um, all right, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.